sellers come to us all the time. Their two key objectives are, I want more sales and I want to lower ACoS. And when you have really well-optimized campaigns, there's a trade-off between sales and ACoS. If you want to drive more sales, normally you have to give on ACoS and vice versa. If you want to improve ACoS, normally you have to sacrifice sales. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm Joe, and this is Matt. And Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you doing? Doing good. I got my Ad Advance shirt on. We got some new shirts, which feel pretty nice. Looking spiffy. No, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So today for the podcast episode, what we're going to be focusing on is the top three mistakes that we see sellers make. So... Doing what we do, we get to see a lot of accounts and dig into a lot of advertising for sellers. So really, we're going to be focusing on the advertising side and the top three mistakes that we see sellers make on their Amazon advertising PPC. So we can just dig right into it. I guess, Matt, you want to you want to walk through what's the first key mistake that you see sellers making? Yeah, let's do it. I'll preface this by saying like, I can go on for hours about this and I'm going to do my best to stay out of like the super nitty gritty details. So if you guys have any questions, if you're listening, like drop us a line on social, I'd be happy to answer any specifics or speak to more of the mistakes that, that we often see. So I'm going to do my best to keep it a little bit higher level. So this doesn't go (laughs) a full two hours. That sounds good. I like it. (laughs) Sounds good. So yeah, I'd say the first key mistake that we see sellers frequently make is overcomplicating things from the start. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. So we see a lot of sellers and as they get into Amazon, I started as a seller. There is so much stuff to learn. It is complicated. I mean, from setting up the account to getting your products approved to setting up the product detail page to working on your supply chain and getting your products in place to sending them to the warehouse and everything else that happens in between. What we see happens quite a bit as as sellers get into uh, a new product launch. They feel like they need to do everything on the advertising side at once. And so this either leads to two outcomes or one, you get this really scattered approach with advertising or two, it just becomes so daunting that it never gets done. It can be really overwhelming. Like I was lucky when I started because all there was was sponsored products, auto and manual campaigns. That was it to learn. And it was still overwhelming at the time for me. Um, Now you've got sponsored products, sponsored brands, sponsored display. Within sponsored display, you have audience targeting sponsor brands you got video now you have all these different controls targeting controls that you can do for auto campaigns there's these placement adjustments and then we won't even get into amazon dsp but there's this whole other advertising wing that you can use too and so what we see is that a lot of people will either try to do everything at once or just get completely overwhelmed and it just holds up the whole product launch and starting their business. That's a long-winded answer to say that, yes, I definitely agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just looking at sponsored products, there are so many different controls, campaign level settings, match types, category targeting, category refinements that you could utilize. And it's really easy to use them in the wrong ways and they can totally destroy results. So taking the the simple approach to start and emphasizing the core concepts, what we've hit in earlier episodes and then working your way through a progression where you're, you know, adding additional items, different tactics, strategies, settings as you progress is the best course of action. So what we do recommend to 
keep it stupid simple when you're launching a new product or you're just getting into advertising? The key approach that I would take, like you just said, is to build up incrementally, piece by piece. The first place to start is sponsor products. So sponsor products tends to be, I mean, on average, like 60 to 80% of overall ad spend. So this is going to be the majority of your ad spend from the start. And this is also one of the more structured ad types where it's a little bit simpler to set up and get going. So what I would recommend if you're doing a new product launch so first I would set up a ranking campaign and we just previously recovered ranking campaigns on the podcast. What you want to do there is use some manual campaigns to really target some highly relevant search terms, highly relevant keywords where people are going to find you. And you want to bid aggressively for those and get some of the top performing placements, which would be like top of search. So that's one key structure that I would take into account. And then the other one that I would get going from the start is you could get some auto campaigns going for sponsored products. This is a great way to really build out and find more longer tail search terms on how people are finding your products. It always amazes me that we're always surprised with how people will search for different products. Not everybody thinks the way that we do or the way that you do. And so there's always going to be there's always some search terms that surprise us and how people find different products. And so a sponsored products auto campaign can be a great way to go. For this campaign, you don't have to get as aggressive from the start. Really, we're just trying to find some longer tail keywords and it's more of a discovery campaign. And then from there, what we can do is we can set up another sponsored products manual campaign, use that search term report and funnel some of those best performing search terms and product targets into manual campaigns. So that's really where I would start on the sponsored product side. You can go back a few episodes and look at when we're talking through the campaign funnel structure and really focus on where we're hitting for sponsored products. And then after that, I would go to, you got something? <laughs> yeah, I'll jump in. Yeah, go for so, it. So just so we're not speaking to the new Amazon seller or somebody launching their first campaigns for a new product or something like that. Yeah. Just taking that concept and the, the keep it simple to start mentality, I would say get your sponsored products under control. Even if you've launched other ad types or if you're really far along in your Amazon journey and you've been running campaigns for years, I would say really emphasize optimizing your sponsored product campaigns first and making sure that you have a good handle on it and you're using the best practice approaches that we've discussed in this podcast so far yep. setting up good funnels from auto to manual you have a firm understanding of top of search and what the different campaign level settings do and then moving into the other ad types do you yep. agree with that i love it yeah yeah and this goes this applies to if you already have campaigns running too you're not just looking to get them set up it's a great way to prioritize it get your sponsor product ads nailed and then once you have that nailed, now you can really move on to the next one. Um, and so the next one that I would say would be sponsor brands. If you're trying to get ranked for your product, sponsor brands video is a great one to check out if you do have video assets. And then sponsor brands, like they're typical like headline search ads in general, they tend to do pretty well too. In terms of ad spend, you know, you can expect anywhere from like five to 20% of total ad spend, depending on what you're running there and how aggressive you're being with those ads. So that would be the next spot that I would go. And then just like Matt said, you know, make sure you get really refined and targeted and go through when we talk through sponsored brands, check out those episodes too. And then 
Once you've got that nailed down, now I jump into sponsored display. Um, I'd probably start with product targeting from the start. Do you agree with that? Totally. Yeah. And then once you've got product targeting, so product targeting, we talked about this all in the campaign funnel structure episode, but you could use product targets that have worked well from the other ad types that feed into sponsored display. That's a lot of fun. And then there's also audience targeting, like views remarketing, and then you can even work your way up to like broader categories too. So that's really the progression I take. Nail sponsor products, then move to sponsor brands, then move to sponsor display. And sponsor display tends to be about five to ten percent of overall ad spend on average. You know, it varies between clients, but in general it's gonna be that final piece of the pie. But once you've got the other two nailed, then you can dive into that. And then once you've got all sponsored ads nailed, then you could dive into DSP. But again, don't try to take it all at once. If you try to set up too many campaigns at once, you could spread your ad spend so thin that it's tough to make solid moves. And at the beginning, especially, we're trying to get ranked. So let's focus on the highest converting placements. Yeah, and therein lies the beauty of this stepwise approach is once you nail sponsored products, you can cross-utilize all of that data that worked on the sponsored brand side. So you can use keywords that converted really well that produce good results for you on the sponsored product side in your sponsored brand campaigns. Then when you go to launch sponsored display, you can look at the product targets that converted really well that produce good results on the sponsored product side in your sponsored display campaigns. And so you're not learning a bunch of hard lessons all at once in a bunch of different areas. You can figure out what works best, where it has the most impact, and then move on to the next phase using all those lessons that you've learned. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the beauty. Like when, when I started in 2014, 2015, all there was was sponsored products. <laughs> so I got to learn all the lessons just because there was nothing else to try. Then headline search ads, now sponsor brands came along. So then I was able to get into that and slowly learn. But this is a multi-year progression because a lot of these things didn't exist at the time. But it was really helpful because now I could take all the lessons learned from sponsor products apply them to sponsored brands and then sponsored display. It's a great way to go. I would really hesitate unless you've got some major ad spend and you've also got, you know, you're willing to test it up front and you want to be aggressive, then you might want to get into all three at once. But if you're just starting fresh and new, I would definitely take the stepwise approach and build it up as you go. Totally. Yeah. And that's kind of a good segue into the next major mistake. In my opinion is not utilizing every available feature at your disposal once you're up to speed and as, as your account matures and you've nailed each one of those steps. Yeah, so the, the, big, the big asterisk there or the notes that go along with it is once you're fully established and you've gone through the stepwise approach to make sure that you've learned and got all of these pieces knocked down. So it kind of goes directly contradicts if you look at our, our first and our second one. But the keynote here is, you know, if you're an established brand, if you're spending like $10,000 a month plus like, at that point, if you're not utilizing all the features on Amazon advertising, you're definitely leaving a lot out there. Agreed. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, just to dig into this point a bit. If we look at all the different ad types and new features that have been launched. So Matt put together a cool timeline that just kind of highlighted some of the different like features that have gotten launched over time. And it's definitely accelerating as Amazon invests more and more into their advertising platform. But there is every time a new feature is launched, 
we see this initial phase where there's not much competition and we can get really good results. For instance, like when placement adjustments were added to sponsor products, not as many sellers were utilizing it. And so we were getting these awesome results from top of search. They convert at twice the rate of the other placements and people weren't bidding them up enough. To this day, we're still seeing that, and we've been preaching about this for quite a while. It's definitely lessened over time as the competition's come in and driven up cost per click. We've seen the same thing, sponsor brands video. When it initially got launched, not as many people were in it. Great results, and then over time, cost per click has gone up. Again, we're still seeing some great results from sponsor brand video, but it's gone down over time as people have bid up that placement. Sponsor display product targeting. That's another great example. A, Cost per click was really low because there was no competition. Yeah, we um, had like sub 10% ACOS across our client mix, like when it launched initially because CPCs were so low. We were one of the only people using it. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and we're seeing the exact same thing right now with Amazon DSP. We're getting really solid results. And a lot of it is because people aren't utilizing it or there isn't as much competition that's going to drive up the cost per thousand views. Key message here is that there's all of these spots within Amazon advertising that you can get really good results. The way to do it though, is that you have to keep up on top of like, what's the new features that are getting launched? How do I incorporate it in? How do I cross utilize what I've learned previously for this new ad type? And so it can get overwhelming too, just because the, the field is changing so rapidly. Absolutely. And what's so cool about introducing new features into your ad mix is sellers come to us all the time. And one of their key objectives, their two key objectives are, I want more sales and I want to lower ACoS. And when you have really well-optimized campaigns, there's a trade-off between sales and ACoS. If you want to drive more sales, normally you have to give on ACoS and vice versa. If you want to improve ACoS, normally you have to sacrifice sales. But when you introduce a new ad type, that trade-off disappears. So adding in something like product targeting or introducing sponsored brand video is pretty much pure upside. We don't know where ACoS will land, obviously, with a new ad type. Depends on the competition in your category. But it's a fantastic way to have your cake and eat it too. You can drive more sales and maintain ACoS. Yeah. Or, you know, have the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a big mistake that we see, especially larger sellers making, is not investing enough time into their advertising strategy to make sure that they're taking into account all these different new features and being able to cross utilize everything. So, you know, sellers will come to us spending 50 to hundred K a month, even quite a bit more. And, you know, there's so many different areas where we could be achieving more. So more sales or cutting out wasted spend and moving that budget to some of these new areas. And so that's a, a key piece that, I would just make sure that you're taking into account if you're in that camp is, do you feel like your ads, that you're utilizing every feature that's out there and that you're fully optimized? And if not, bringing somebody like us on or using different tools that will help make sure that you're utilizing these features, it's gonna be a really good investment, especially once your ad spend gets up there, the cost to have an agency or utilize some of these other tools gets so much less compared to the benefit that you could see. Totally. Yeah. And that really ties into the first 
mistake too of overcomplicating things. It's a solution to that. So we only work on Amazon advertising. It's our staple, it's our bread and butter. We specialize in it. And so using all of these advanced features, using every option and optimizing around all of them is simple for us. And when you're wearing a dozen hats as a seller trying to self-manage, or if you have a full service agency that's managing inventory, creating listings, PPC could be kind of a secondary, an ancillary consideration for them. And so I would just say, you know, like knowing when to outsource is a piece that can help you ensure you're using every feature and add a lot, a ton of value to your account while also simplifying life. Yep. Yeah. And if outsourcing just isn't palatable to you too, like another option is making, like bringing somebody on the team that's fully dedicated to PPC too, mm -hmm. especially once you get to the higher spend levels, that's another great option. I would just make sure that they themselves are able to utilize all these new features as they come out too, because there's a ton of opportunity, especially getting in early. We continually see this, which is why we've developed our own tech in-house and why we're so quick to respond to these new features. It's just because we tend to see great results that come along with it. So that brings us to the final major mistake that we see sellers making with their advertising. And what that is, is just focusing on the wrong metrics or getting really focused on single advertising metrics and not taking the bigger picture into account. Tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. Tunnel vision on specific metrics. And so, you know, one thing to keep into account or, or, or to take into account is we're focused specifically on advertising, but we totally understand that advertising is just one piece of the pie. As you're selling, like Amazon may not even be your only e-commerce channel. For many sellers, it's not at all. Many sellers, Amazon is just this extra sales channel and they're through brick and mortar. And just trying to take into account, like we see a lot of sellers really get fixated just on ACOS. And like what we covered in the ranking episode is that there's different overall goals that we want to set for our campaigns. And for instance, for ranking it, ACOS is not going to be the primary goal. And so that's just one piece that I see. Another one is kind of the sales ACOS trade-off that you talked about. Maybe walk us through that and just kind of explain it more how those two interact with each other. Sure. Yeah. When you have well-optimized campaigns, it means that you're maximizing exposure for any keyword product target, any ad that beats your ACOS targets. They're accomplishing your efficiency objectives. And so if you want to drive more sales, what you really need to do is relax those targets, relax those constraints. That opens the door to targeting more competitive uh, keywords that have higher ACoS, either because they're more competitive, higher CPCs, or because they maybe don't convert as well, but they reach a fresh audience. If you need to improve ACoS, that means you're going to reduce exposure to keywords that have some ACoS target above your threshold. That means you're going to be eliminating sales from those targets, reducing traffic, and which has a sales impacts. So when you have that those well-optimized campaigns, you really need to decide what the ideal level is for you, taking a holistic picture of your account into account. So understand the sales trade-off to dropping ACoS and what that could have, how that could affect your, your organic rankings. Or if your ranking is slipping, knowing that you can increase ACoS targets and drive more sales to fix that. 
Does that answer your question or what would you, what would you add to that? Yeah, I guess just to build on it. So with ACOS, so say we want to, we're at a 20% and we say, okay, let's go to 30% to try to drive more sales. What that allows us to do is it allows us to get broader in the targets that we're targeting. So we may not have to get as niche and we can hit some of those higher volume keywords that may not, they may not be as targeted, but there could be a lot of volume there. So it allows us to get broader in our targeting mix. And then it also allows us to get better placements. So we can bid more, which means we could get say more top of search placements for sponsored products. And the same is there for DSP. We can work our way further up the funnel and find new people to bring into your brand that would have never discovered your brand without these ads before. So we can start to work our way up from like remarketing and repurchases up to more like category targeting and much broader targeting to try to get new people interested in the brand and then drive that to sales. So there's always going to be this trade-off. If we want to improve ACOS, we have to reduce the how broad we're getting with our targeting, and we have to reduce bids, which means we're not going to get as many placements, which means we're not going to get as many clicks and as many sales. You'll get a better margin on your advertising, but you could lose some ad sales from it. And so that's the key thing to keep in mind, especially if we look at like, all right, say we're trying to reduce ACOS, but we want to improve ranking. Well, those are two conflicting goals because if we want to improve ranking, we need to own those top placements, which inherently are expensive. ACOS won't be as good, but it could drive organic rankings up, which is going to be the major driver of your profits. And so the key message is, you know, as we make these decisions, as we set these key strategies for your advertising campaigns, we have to take the bigger picture into account. So, yep, if we want to really cut back ACOS, we may not be able to be as aggressive for these ranking campaigns and that could drive or that could cause you to lose organic ranking and you may come out worse even though your advertising margin is better your overall profit could go down because now you're losing on these organic sales that drive the majority of your profits there's a lot of items that they're hard to tie into the bigger picture unless you live this day in and day out and so that, that's the probably the key thing is when you're focusing on Amazon advertising, first let's start with what's the key goals? How does it impact your account as a whole? And then from there we can set specific KPIs for these different strategies that we implement. 100%. Yeah, anything else to add there? I don't think so, you covered it. Nailed it? Yeah. All right, all right, I'll take it. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, so those are the three overall, the, the top three mistakes that we see advertisers making. There's a lot of other more technical ones that we could definitely get into them. But as we talked about, first one, if you're just getting started, don't overcomplicate it and take a stepwise approach. So start with sponsored products, get that nailed, then build your build up to sponsored brands and then sponsored display after that. And then after you've got that, definitely consider DSP too. Once you're more established and you're spending a significant amount on advertising, just make sure that you have that focus in place and that you're utilizing all the key features that are out there and that you've got these strategies really tied into your overall goals. And then the third is just make sure that you're not getting fixated on single metrics from advertising and that you can tie it back to what, what, what's the bigger picture goals that we're trying to achieve here with our account. Yeah, those are the, the three. If you can take those all into account, depending on where you're at, I feel like it's going to set you up really well. So anything else to add, Matt? I don't think so. 
All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. Just a reminder, too, if you like video better, we have the Ad Advanced channel that you can follow on YouTube, where we actually put a lot of these clips that we talk about on the podcast on YouTube, too. So if you want to check that out, feel free to follow us, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.